This is the Latin Alternative Podcast from WEXT Radio. Visit us online at wextradio.org. Como estas? You're tuned in to the Latin Alternative, a full hour of the best in Latin rock, funk, hip-hop, electronic, indie, and tropical music. I'm your co-host, Josh Norick, joined once again by my esteemed colleague, Dr. Ernesto Lechner. Hola, amigos. Today, a dear friend of the Latin Alternative visits us for a takeover episode, Uruguayan singer-songwriter Jorge Drexler, who has just released my favorite album of his, Tinta y Tiempo, a record that almost didn't happen when Drexler was confronted with the new realities of the pandemic and songwriting became a more arduous task for him than ever before. And yet, Jorge emerged triumphant with a luminous collection of songs, many of them backed by a full symphony orchestra. I'm really crazy about this album, Hermano. I think it's absolutely beautiful and it's so great that Jorge is here with us to take over the Latin alternative. Yes, Ernesto. I've been a big fan of Jorge Drexler. I think he came on my radar when he won the Oscar for his song El Otro Lado del Rio, The Other Side of the River, from the 2004 album The Motorcycle Diaries, which was the first time a Spanish-language song had ever won the Oscar for Best Song. And his career, of course, predates that by many years, and he's continued to put out great albums. But I agree with you. I think his new album, Tinta y Tiempo, is his best to date. And uh, it's really amazing to see that this far into his career, he's still putting out great albums. So we're excited to welcome Jorge Drexler to the show. We are loving the new album Tinta y Tiempo, which features a wide range of collaborations, including with salsa icon Ruben Blades, Israeli alternative pop star Noga Erez, and Spain's leading hip-hop artist Se Tangana. The collaboration with Seitangana is very interesting and in some ways seems to be an extension of another collaboration you did with him and Andres Calamaro last year of the song Hong Kong. Tell us about your relationship with Seitangana and the inspiration behind the song Tocarte. I met Seitangana in 2018 at the Latin Grammys in Las Vegas. I had known about him first of all because of the lyrics of the Rosalia's the magnificent Rosalia's record, El Mal Querer, which he co-wrote with her, the lyrics. And I was really surprised. Nobody was talking about the lyrics of that record. Of course, the record is magnificent in production, sound, melodies, concept, but the lyrics were also incredible. So I, I met him at the red carpet in Las Vegas and I approached him and, and I was very pleased uh, when I flattered him. <laughs> I was very pleased that he was very surprised and, and he had already heard my music and was, I mean, his father gave him, he gave him my record. So it was very, a very nice meeting and we, we said, let's, let's do something together. Then a very crazy 2019 year passed by and we tried in a couple of times, but we couldn't get together. We were both traveling and very busy. But then in, in the middle of the pandemic, we both got captured here in Madrid. So he came to my studio one day and the first collaboration we did was Tocarte. We did that one in the middle of the, of the isolation in the pandemic. I think he was one of the first people I met in the pandemic. My son Pablo was uh, going, uh, I, uh, passing his, his own uh, isolation in, in Madrid in, in my studio. And so we met there with Pablo Setangana and his collaborator, Victor Martinez. And um, that was in June in 2020. And the, the other songs that, that you mentioned, Nominao in Hong Kong, were recorded something like six months later. So this was a very early collaboration that it was the first song we finished. It was finished in six hours. By the end of that day, of that afternoon, a crazy afternoon, the song was 
almost like you hear in the record with very little details that we added later in the production with Campi Campong. And uh, I have the highest appreciation of Tangana's work. I think he's, he's kind of a genius, actually. He's, um, he comes from a very different background from mine, which is very exciting for me. I hate, you know, only focusing in the music that sounds like mine. I find that extremely boring. I find myself very boring. So I like to change, uh, the, you know, the, the character to move to another persona. And he helped me doing that. And uh, he directed my vocal recordings. And I think that is the first take we recorded. And uh, we didn't re-record the voice. And he did a great job with my voice. I mean, mean, he likes the way I sing, which is something I I wasn't very sure about myself, if I like the way I sing it. But he really doesn't. He made me feel like a a good singer. I wrote the last part of of the text from Quiero la merla sal que traes de la playa till the end, because he writes so quickly from his background in, in freestyle and rap that I had to ask him to wait and to go and focus in the, in the arrangements a little bit and leave me alone with the, with the lyrics for, for an hour so I could add something to the song. He made all the arrangements together with my son, Pablo, and the, uh, Pablo was in the computer. Tangana was wake, walking like crazy back and forth, giving orders and, and uh, ideas. And Victor was playing percussion and guitar. And I'm, I was in panic in, in, in the other room, trying to be up to the task and write uh, about uh, such a beautiful subject like uh, the longing of human touch and the longing of contact. That was really in our minds. One of us had just met his girlfriend for the first time in three months and he wasn't able to touch her in the, in the train station where they met. They talked from the distance because one, one of them had, had a, uh, a relative that couldn't be exposed to the virus. So the frustration could be felt when we got together and he said, and he said I, couldn't, I couldn't touch her, you know, and, and I said, let's try it about that. Tocarte, tocarte, with ob- re- repeating obsessively the, the idea of touching somebody, something that we missed so much through that dark period. The music of the song is a blend between Brazilian funky carioca, which I love, and some candombe because my son Pablo uh, goes to Uruguay a lot and with that, our local rhythm candombe, he, he knows it very well. And so he, it sounds a mix of candombe, Brazilian funk, and it's a very economic track with very few elements. We only used the two or three little toy drums we had in the room and a guitar. That's all we had in the room. But the production, the idea of the production is so brilliant. And that comes from Pucho from Tangana. And uh, also Pablo did the computer part also very much. I'm really proud of that song. Valiente o gallina, la bolsa o la vida, picar medicina, chupar golosina, perder la partida, beber tu saliva, jugarme la vida, buscarme la ruina, tocarte, 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 tocarte. Deliciosa, tango y bosa, peligrosa, caprichosa, vuelta y vuelta, vino y rosa, sudorosa, ma. Quiero la melaza que traes de la playa. Pedir asilo debajo de tu toalla. Tocarte. Tocarte, 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 tocarte. 
que el barrio entero sepa de nuestra obsesión Y presumir de ti besándonos en el balcón Idolatrarte hasta que te hartes Y entrar contigo en brazos en la suite del Sheraton Quiero que el barrio entero sepa de nuestra obsesión Y presumir de ti besándonos en el balcón Idolatrarte hasta que te hartes y entrar contigo en brazos en la suite del Sheraton Valiente o gallina, la bolsa o la vida Picar medicina, chupar golosina Perder la partida, beber tu saliva Jugarme la vida, buscarme la ruina Tocarte, tocarte, tocarte You're listening to The Latin Alternative in a special takeover episode with the multi-Grammy winning singer-songwriter Jorge Drexler. We just heard the track Tocarte from his latest album, Tinta y Tiempo. And now we're going to talk about one of my favorite tracks in the new album. Uh, Jorge, I'm completely overwhelmed by opening cut El Plan Maestro, which includes a friend and one of my musical idols, the amazing Rubén Blades. So I want to know, what was it like working with him? And would it be fair to say, in a way, that El Plan Maestro sets up the particular cosmovision of this entire album? El Plan Maestro, yes, it completely sets the vector, the, uh, the central idea of the, of the record. And uh, it's actually the first song I wrote. And it all started with that uh, beautiful decima that Ruben Blades sings, which I didn't write. It was written by my cousin, the Venezuelan scientist, Alejandra Melfo. She's an astrophysicist. And she wrote that part that says, Fundirse los dos en una, buscar en otro cobijo, crear la palabra hijo, barajando la fortuna, and so on, that Ruben sings so beautifully. She, we used to be best friends from the childhood with her. She had to emigrate from Uruguay in the dictatorship during the political repression with her family when she was a, a, a young girl. And she still lives in Venezuela uh, in spite of the horrible situation there. She decided to remain there for her students in the university. And she's a huge inspiration for me. We always talk on the phone and, and have these inspirational conversations. The last song I wrote for Salvavidas de Hielo called Despedir a los Glaciares was written with her too. And she told me, I, I always ask her for advice, you know, what, what should I write about? What, what inspires you? And she told me, you know what inspires me lately? She said that love wasn't always there. We invented it. I mean, when she says we, she doesn't mean humans. She said, life invented love. 1,600 million years ago in the Mesoproterozoic era, for the first time, a cell that had been always dividing herself, just duplicating her genetic material, decided to fuse with another cell and mix their genomes for the first time. So as to produce a new being that was the mixture of two pre-existing beings. And with that very brave, <laughs> crazy idea, they invented cooperation, they invented sex, they invented love. And she told me that was an amazing strategy because mixing genomes just expanded the possibilities of mutation and expanded the possibilities of uh, biological variation. So in a few million years, just a uh, at the blink of an eye in geological time, 
And nature exploded in color in life. We lift the water and, and conquered also the, the dry, the ground and, the, you know, plants and animals and were born and teeth and, and hair and, <laughs> and songs. Everything we know today started from that brave act from two little cells in the Mesoproterozoic era 1,600 million years ago. And so I wanted Uh, that part to be sung by, you know, to play the same role like in the Greek tragedy, like the choir has in the Greek tragedy. You know, that, that they, they watch the story from afar, from above, I would say, and talk and, you know, make a, a, re, uh, a resume, uh, uh, like, a, like a, a comment about the whole thing. So I needed something like a, like a demigod, you know, somebody with the authority and the experience that his voice would sound like with authority and coming from the distance, from, from the folkloric era. And since it was a decima, I chose to play it in the Panamanian wave that they play the decimas in Canto de Mejorana. So I looked in my <laughs> agenda. I, I had always wanted to work with Ruben Blades. It was one of my biggest dreams. I, had, I think it was number one in the list everyone, every time somebody asked me about that. And I looked in my, in my agenda and I said, the closest I have to a demigod in my agenda is Ruben Blades. <laughs> and he's from Panama. So... <laughs> This couldn't get any better. So I called Ruben and he was kind enough to say yes. Corría la era del mesoproterozoico cuando aquella célula visionaria Inaudito tirando a heroico Tuvo una idea revolucionaria Cansada ya de dividirse sola Vio con buenos ojos a otra célula vecina Decidió mezclarse, aprendió a reírse Y nació aquella historia del huevo y de la gallina Sin saberlo había inventado el amor y el sexo Y el amor es el plan El amor es el plan El amor es el plan maestro La vida ya siempre con sus estratagemas Con tantas gemas tan imprevistas Creó una lista de pelos y de poemas, de dientes y de sistemas para la conquista. El mundo se llenó de colorido, de llamados y gemidos se llenó el viento. Desde el día aquel en que la naturaleza inventó el amor, su mejor invento. Cada beso se reinventa aquel primer suceso. Y el amor es el plan, el amor es el plan, el amor es el plan maestro.
Irse los dos en una, buscar en otro cobijo, crear la palabra hijo, barajando la fortuna. Aullar de amor a la luna, con un trino una canción, descubrirse el corazón, soltar el viento semilla y de una pasión sencilla. Ser vida y misión Ahora entiendo Por qué tú y yo Vamos a lo nuestro El amor es el plan El amor es el plan El amor es el plan maestro Es que el amor es el plan El amor es el plan el amor es el plan maestro, el amor es el plan, el amor es el plan, el amor es el plan maestro, el amor es el plan, el amor es el plan, el amor es el plan maestro. Corría la era del mesoproterozoico. This is the Latin alternative. Tocarte, 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 tocarte. Quiero que el barrio entero sepa de nuestra obsesión y presumir de ti besándonos en el balcón. Idolatrarte hasta que te arques y entrar contigo en brazos en la suite del Sheraton. Quiero que el barrio entero sepa de nuestra obsesión y presumir de ti besándonos en el balcón. Idolatrarte hasta que te arques y entrar contigo en brazos en la suite del Sheraton. Valiente o gallina, la bolsa o la vida, picar medicina, chupar golosina, perder la partida, beber tu saliva, jugarme la vida, buscarme la ruina, tocarte. This is the Latin Alternative. Today, a very special episode taken over by Uruguayan singer-songwriter Jorge Drexler. And if you like what you're hearing, please do follow the Latin Alternative on Facebook and Instagram. We're at the Latin Alternative on Twitter. Our ID is Latin Alt. You can also stream the weekly podcast edition of the show by simply searching for the Latin Alternative on Spotify, Apple, or iHeartRadio. Jorge, one of my favorite songs on your new album, Tinta y Tiempo, is the track O Algoritmo, which translates as O Algorithm. I love the line, Dime que debo cantar, O Algoritmo, which means tell me what to sing, O Algorithm. This is just such a timely subject, especially as artists in all genres seem to be increasingly making their music with the algorithms of Spotify and Apple in mind. Tell us about the meaning behind the song, O Algoritmo, as well as how you chose to collaborate with the innovative Israeli alternative pop artist, Noga Erez. I had this idea about uh, writing a song about the free will. You know, I read this book about called Homo Deus from Yuval Noah Harari, the Israeli thinker and, and philosopher. And uh, I wanted to write about free will if it existed at some point. So... I, I wrote this, uh, Dime que debo cantar o algoritmo. Sé que lo sabes mejor incluso que yo mismo. Tell me what I have to sing o algoritmo. You know, I know it better than, you know, you know it better than I do. 
and ¿Quién quiere que yo quiera lo que creo que quiero? Which is a trabalenguas. I don't know how to say that in English. Like a tongue twister, I think. Who wants me to want what I believe that I want? I mean, I believe I want this, but who wants me to want what I believe that I want? And uh, I had those two ideas of a, of a chorus, of two melodies that could overlap in counterpoint, in a contrapunto. And uh, I met this amazing musician, I heard about her when I was in Tel Aviv a year before the pandemic, and we had some friends in common, but I think it was our common friend, Leo Sidran, who sent me her work. If I, yeah, I, Yes, I think he did. It was Leo. And I was completely in love with her work and Ori Russo's, uh, his uh, companion's work, the producer. So I contacted, I, I sent her a message through Instagram, a direct message. That's, that was the way. And she answered really quickly. She, she said, oh, I love your work. Let's call up. And I said, sure, next Tuesday. And it was also in the middle of the pandemic. We never actually yet met in person. So we did this work through, through Zoom and it, it worked fine. I was in my studio. You know, the, the isolation wasn't so strong at that moment. We could see people and so My good friend and admired producer and, and musician, Didi Gutman from the Brazilian Girls, was with me at the studio and we made this connection with Ori Russo and Noga Eres in, in Tel Aviv. We were in Madrid and I said, what, what should I give them? You know, let's, Israelis are so focused in their work. Let's, let's not go and just improvise, you know, let's go with something really clear and strong. So I said, I have this chorus and I sent and I gave her and him the that chorus and asked her to write uh, this uh, four-part piece in the middle of the song, 16 bars or 64 bars, it depends how you count them. And she gave me back that incredible part. Wait, what's that money that you spent? What's the sitting on your plate? Uh, which completely moved the song forward and... Uh, Up to a point, like I told you with Tangana, I'm always looking for new approaches. I want to go out of my own mind. I want to go out, out of my own aesthetics, of my own personality and write in a new way. So I said, I'm going to write lyrics in Spanish for that melody. And then there comes, hmm, por ejemplo, esta canción, que algoritmo la parió, me pregunto si fui yo. That, the, that's her melody with my lyrics. Also, her lyrics were so great in the, in the English part. I was so impressed. She's so intelligent, so groovy. It's so difficult to find a combination of intelligence and groove in somebody's work. And, and she has it. I'm a big fan of hers and of Audi too. Yes, you know, people ask me, people tell me, oh, I, I saw that song about that you protest against the algorithm. And I said, I don't protest. I just say quite the opposite. I say, even, you know, I make this, I, I, it's about irony, the song, you know, I, I, I myself could surrender my free will in moments of despair. When I, I was writing, I wasn't able, you know, to know what, what to write about. And this feeling crossed my mind. What if I could, you know, have this uh, upper uh, semi-god uh, oracle that, to tell me what should I write about? It would be such a relief. <laughs> It's so easy to surrender one's freedom and to surrender one's free will. It's a very dangerous temptation. It's a very seductive temptation. And I think it's very important to have the, that in account today in, in the world, like w with the way the things are going. I recently had the pleasure to make an adaptation of Elvis Costello's Night Rally for his retake of this year's model in Spanish that he made with Sebastian Cris, the producer, the Argentinian producer. I translated that Night Rally about the, those pogroms, those 
night rallies of the England and neo-Nazis in the in the in the 60s, I think it was uh, 60s and 70s, and I translated La Turba, the mob. And I had many beautiful conversations with Elvis Costello about the subject. And I remember one thing he said in an interview. He said, never underestimate the power of seduction of bigots. You know, authoritarianism is a very seductive thing too. And we, we have to be aware of that to not fall into that temptation. Dime que debo cantar Oh algoritmo Sé que lo sabes mejor tuned in to the Latin Alternative and a special takeover episode with acclaimed Uruguayan singer-songwriter Jorge Drexler, who's celebrating the release of his latest album, Tinta y Tiempo. We just heard the track, O Algoritmo. And Jorge, I've been wanting to tell you that I absolutely love the lyrics of the song Amor 
Alarte, and the way in which you defend a life devoted to artistic pursuit regardless of any material considerations. So, has it been difficult for you personally to navigate the treacherous waters of a lifetime devoted to making art and sharing it with others? It's funny because I don't devote my, my life to artistic pursuit regarding of any materialistic considerations. Actually, in the song, I say, cobra lo que tengas que cobrar. I mean, you should charge whatever you need to charge. What you can't, what you can't not have, what you can't do is do it without uh, amor al arte, without, without love to the art. I mean... It doesn't matter if you work for, you know, uh, Medicine Sans Frontier with uh, Doctors Without Borders or that you shouldn't charge. I mean, I, and I do, I play a lot without charging. Uh, believe me, I love playing and I love collaborating with when the cost is just. But, or, or it doesn't matter if you do it for an NGO like that and that you don't charge or if you try to charge the, more, the most that you can if you do it to a big brand, for example. I say... In both cases, no matter if you work for Coca-Cola or for, for an NGO, you should never do it without love to the art, with, without a moral art. Because it's a, I really consider our profession, our, uh, our discipline, like a, like a sacred one. In the most relaxed way to use the word sacred, but sacred anyway, you should have the respect of being connected with everything that you write and to try to get to a place where you love what you do. Otherwise, just put it in a in a box. I have a, a box the size of a continent full of ideas, <laughs> filled with ideas that that I didn't get to love completely, so I didn't share, you know. I, I, I'm in this struggle against the, the blank page, and, uh, uh, and I usually lose that battle with a blank page, and uh, so... I, you only see the result of the battles that I win, like these 10 little battles that you can see in my record. Now. <laughs> Those are the battles I win. The battles I lose, I hide them. And, it, and believe me, it's a much bigger place than the one that keeps the battles I win in songwriting. What I think it's important to remember is that in this world, we are used to value things through, uh, guided by the cost they have, by the price they have, uh, it's very important to know that very e very early in life you learn that there, there isn't a direct correlation between price and value of the things. And that's what I meant also. No, no confundas precio con valor. No? But I am very proud of, you know, of music and songwriting also being a way I sustain and support my, my family. And uh, I, it's a honest job. I like it. I think it's the best job I, I could uh, have. And uh, I take the material considerations <laughs> very seriously, although they are not the most important considerations I have in music, but they are very serious to me. No, no somos más que otro bicho, ni nada menos que un bicho, dejándonos arrastrar. Por el viento del azar a su capricho No estamos en otra liga Por más que la Biblia diga Y lo queramos creer No dejamos de tener boca y barriga Y no tiene nada de malo Pensemos que es un regalo Ser del todo apenas una parte Y como el bicho en la flor Aprender a vivir por amor al arte 
amor al arte Cobra lo que tengas que cobrar Pero hazlo por amor al arte Esa contracorriente o el perfume del jazmín, el arte es el comodín de la simiente y de la simiente el bicho, yendo de la cuna al nicho por designio del amor, que es la fuerza superior, todo se ha dicho. el apodo de ser los dueños de todo cada cual ondeando su estandarte puestos a elegir mejor elijo morir de amor amor al arte amor al arte que cobrar pero hazlo por amor al arte pero no no confundas precio con valor amor al arte lápiz y papel nada mejor que hacerle el amor al arte lápiz y papel nada mejor que hacerle el amor al arte This is the Latin alternative. Quien quiere que yo quiera lo que creo que quiero. Quien quiere que yo quiera lo que creo que quiero. Quien quiere que yo quiera lo que creo que quiero. Quien quiere que yo quiera lo que creo que quiero. Quien quiere que yo quiera lo que creo que quiero. Quien quiere que yo quiera lo que creo que quiero. Dime que debo Algoritmo, sé que lo sabes mejor, incluso que yo mismo. Wait, what's that money that you spend? 
This is the Latin Alternative. Today, a very special episode with Jorge Drexler. Jorge, you have a very interesting background, having studied medicine and being not just a Grammy-winning artist, but also a Uruguayan Jewish doctor. Likewise, you've written beautiful pop songs that cover subjects that most pop artists don't, such as your song El Pianista del Ghetto de Varsovia, or The Pianist of the Warsaw Ghetto, which references the pianist Vladislaw Spielman, a Polish-Jewish radio station pianist who survived the Holocaust. Tell us about this song and how you were able to bring such a heavy subject to a pop rock song. El Pianista del Ghetto de Varsovia, The Pianist of the Ghetto of Varsov, it's based in a book by Vladislav Spielmann, a beautiful book with the same name. I read that book and uh, I, I decided to write a song about it. Not about what the book exactly told, but what about what the book, what the book moved inside me. Uh, My, my father was born in Berlin in 1935 from a Ukrainian-Polish-Jewish family that had come to Germany two generations ago. And by 1939, when he was four years old, they had to escape really late from uh, Germany. And they, they were only able to get to Bolivia, who was the only country by that time that was still giving visas to European Jews. So you can imagine I was always, uh, although my mother was born in Uruguay and was raised in Uruguay from a non-Jewish origin. I grew up in this mixed family of half Jewish, half non-Jewish. My mother converted to marry my, my father. And uh, so identity, you can imagine it was always a, a very strong thing at home, a very uh, a subject that we, we would talk a lot. I, through my life, have this feeling that I had many different identities <laughs> that coexisted. And from, from some, for some period, one was stronger than the other. And the other period, the other's identity maybe was stronger than the first one. So I'm, I'm kind of a, a hybrid person. But I realized very soon when I was writing songs that this subject was a, a very unusual one that people don't usually address directly their identities. I mean... Leonard Cohen does. <laughs> and that was ex enough of an example for me and uh, other artists here and there. But, so, but I decided to talk about that. And um, with all the complexities that this has. El Pianista del Ghetto de Varsovia, I think, was the first song where I really went deep into it. Uh, you know, saying, dos generaciones menos, dos generaciones más. Two generations more, two generations less. This could have been me instead of you. Or this could be in two generations my grandchild instead of, of me, you know. I think that belongs to this Jewish feeling of that, that the, the cycle of uh, discrimination is a never-ending one. I hope this feeling is wrong. I really do. And I, I myself grew up in an environment full of, uh, of, uh, of kindness towards my mixed uh, identity. I can express it out loud, so I, I am very privileged. I know that this didn't happen always. I was always very conscious of that, and that started coming inside my songs, but also with the complexities of, of identity, you know, like saying, I identify with, with this story of these people, but I also, I can also identify with the history and the background of the people that they consider, they might consider my enemies. So I have this other song, La Milonga del Moro Judío, which says, I, yo soy un moro judío que vive con los cristianos. No sé qué Dios es el mío, ni cuáles son mis hermanos. I am a Jewish moor that lives with the Christians. I don't know who my, my, my God is, nor who my brothers are. I don't know if the translation is very good. 
So meaning that I don't only identify with my ancestors, to put it in some way, you know. It's, and I got, my identity started like opening through the time and becoming more complex. And I like it that way. I wrote a lot about that later. There's a song called Bolivia too, in, in which I, I tell quite literally the story of, of how my family's father went out of Germany and Bolivia was the only country that said yes to them when everybody was saying no. By the way, there was a, an amazing movie made after El Pianista del Ghetto Varsovia called The Pianist. But that came a little later uh, when I had already released my song. So I, it was very... You know, it was very moving to see that, that it was a book that had moved a lot of people. Dos generaciones menos Dos generaciones más Fechas Tan solo fechas Yo estoy aquí Tú estabas allá El pico y la pala El hielo en los dedos Estás jugando las manos se muere y tú sigues vivo porque recuerdas tu piano compás por compás en el frío del gueto vas repasando el nocturno en do sostenido menor de Chopin en tu memoria si fueras tu nieto mi abuelo quizás tú contarías mi historia yo tengo tus mismas manos yo tengo tu misma historia yo pude haber sido el pianista del gueto de Varsovia Yo tengo tus mismas manos, 
misma historia Yo pude haber sido el pianista del gueto de Varsovia Yo tengo dos generaciones menos Yo tengo tu misma historia Yo pude Dos generaciones más Solo fechas tengo tú. Yo estoy aquí. Yo pude haber estado allá. Fechas tus mismas. Tan solo fechas tengo tú. Yo estoy aquí. Yo pude haber estado allá. You are listening to The Latin Alternative and a special takeover episode with the Uruguayan singer-songwriter Jorge Drexler, who's had many Grammys and Latin Grammys over the years. You just heard the track El Pianista del Ghetto de Varsovia, or The Pianist of the Warsaw Ghetto. And if you like what you're hearing on The Latin Alternative, please do follow us on Facebook and Instagram at The Latin Alternative. On Twitter, our ID is LatinAlt. You can also stream the weekly podcast edition of the show by searching for The Latin Alternative on Spotify, Apple, or iHeartRadio. Now, Jorge Cinturón Blanco is one of the tracks where the addition of orchestral arrangements gives the music a majestic, almost epic sweep. What was the experience like enriching your songs with the vast textures of an orchestra? And most importantly, did you conceive the album as partially orchestral from the very beginning? I did not conceive the album or as with orchestral arrangements from the beginning. Actually, it was it came in almost by chance at the end of the process. I have this friend and magnificent composer and, and arranger, soundtrack, uh, he won many awards with soundtracks, Fernando Velázquez. We had already worked together in a couple of songs in the past, never in a record. I called him at the last moment. I, I felt that the record still needed something. I didn't know what it was. I didn't know what it was. And he said, I can try some orchestral arrangements. We were supposed to know to make maybe one song. And he came a day later with two songs. One of them didn't make it in the record. We left outside of the record a couple of already completely finished songs because I wanted, because they didn't suit to the idea of the record. But the other one was El Plan Maestro. The first time I heard it, I said, wow, he really understood that explosion of life, you know, that happened in the Mesoproterozoic and it suits the song so magnificently. It's like, it's like, uh, you know, Aaron Copland meets Ruben Blades, I thought, and uh, with a little Motown in it, I don't know, of the, with the, of the groove. So I was so happy that I told him, can we do some more of this? And he said, you know, this coincidence happened, he, Fernando told me. They just called me from the Orquesta de Madrid, La Orcam, Orquesta Sinfonica de Madrid, the great orchestra here, professional orchestra from Madrid, that they told me that they, they lost this uh, appointment. Had, they have three free days and they offer them to us. And I said, please, yes, let's go for it. So it was completely by chance that it happened. We ended up having uh, something like six or seven songs in the record with uh, orchestral arrangements. And it became the, the opening act of the record with its personality. El Plan Maestro completely drives that idea. And for example, in Cinturón Blanco, which is a, a song about you know, becoming a beginner again. There's this legend about Bruce Lee saying that he went to a, a Kung Fu school that had three belts, the white belt for the beginner, the, the black belt for the expert, the guy that knew the technique, 
the person that knew the technique completely. And then if you wanted to become a master, they would give you again the white belt because you needed to de-learn, to unlearn what you have learned already, to adapt it to, to, the, to the present time and to see the reality with new eyes. And I wanted to talk about human relations in that way. But what happened with the orchestra, actually, it had a, a much longer arrangement of orchestra, but we, we, we thought it was a little heavy in some parts. So we, what we did is we took one of the parts of the, of the strings. Fernando writes a lot. He writes beautiful and a lot we took we isolated isolated one phrase of the of the strings that one and we placed it at the beginning of the song but it wasn't supposed to be there so it just it really charged the presence of the orchestra in the in the in the song and it really enhanced the protagonism of the of the orchestra in the song and I'm really pleased with the result it's I think Cinturón Blanco is one of the songs that sounds better for me in the record and I want to talk about the the incredible job that not only Carles Campi Campón the producer did we, we co-produced the record with Campi but the mixer Daniel Carvalho, he is the mixer for Caetano Veloso's last records, for Marisa Montes' last records, for Los Hermanos from Brazil. I mean, he's, he's worked with the most interesting music in the world in Brazil the last years. And he came to Madrid to mix the record and we were so honored to have him working with us. And, and you can hear his sound, especially in Cinturón Blanco, I think. Hasta que me desencuentre, hasta que me desaprenda Quememos los álbumes de fotos Desprogramemos pilotos automáticos y agendas Quiero que arranquemos desde el vamos Hacer de cuenta que estamos tú y yo solos en el mundo Repobinar hasta que el inicio hasta el mismo precipicio por el que caímos juntos Para empezar tú y yo de cero Como hace tanto, tanto Hasta que nos den a los dos de nuevo El cinturón blanco El cinturón blanco el cinturón blanco Vuélveme a pasar tus coordenadas Que me diste equivocadas Por ver si yo desistía Vuelve a colocarte las horquillas Que yo dejé en tu mesilla Cuando ya se hacía de día Tropecemos como principiantes con la misma piedra que antes prometimos no pisar oh, Para empezar tú y yo de cero Como hace tanto, tanto Hasta que nos den a los dos de nuevo El cinturón blanco 
Vamos a los ojos en el ruedo con el puñal entre los dientes. This is a Latin alternative today, an episode with Uruguayan singer-songwriter Jorge Drexler, an old friend of the show. We just listened to Cinturón Blanco of his remarkable new album Tinta y Tiempo. Muchas gracias por tu tiempo y paciencia, Jorge querido. Muchas gracias, indeed. Gracias, Jorge. It was great talking to you guys. I'm really happy. We are in spring in, in Madrid and uh, this is... I'm going to open the door to my garden and this is the the sound of happiness here in Madrid little birds the sun and uh, the starting of a sunny part of the year here in Spain I'm leaving on tour in a few days starting my tour in the southern part of South America Argentina Paraguay and Chile and I'm really happy to be on the road again after so such a long dark time goodbye and I hope to see you in person wherever where the life takes us. Ciao. Love will come to stay Who of them
I'm Josh Norick for The Latin Alternative. The technical producer is Dave Michaels for WEXT. The Latin Alternative is a production of Josh Norick and WEXT Amsterdam, New York, a listener-supported service of WMHT Educational Telecommunications.